What's good, YouTube? This video is about relationship skills that good men love but should also possess. Be honest with yourself. Do you have relationship skills? Many don't because of their experiences and backgrounds. The good in them, the nature of being good in them, has been washed away. If you were ever trying to get a job, you'd need to show that you had the KSAs, aka the knowledge, skills, and abilities to do the job. And just like you need more knowledge, skills, and abilities, and sometimes experience to increase your value in the job market, the same is true of relationships. Many are frustrating that they aren't getting the dating results that they want, but they aren't showing the adequate skills necessary to do the job for many people. With that said, this shouldn't be taken as me chastising women to be their very best for men. These are just the skills that every good, loyal, and deserving man should have, but also at some point be privileged to. With that said, jumping right into my list. Number one, the ability to argue constructively without fighting. A calm, gentle woman who argues with intelligence more so than emotion will more often than not have a healthy level of communication in her, in her relationship. Intellect is usually a lot more relatable than emotion to men. Losing a just and fair and intelligent argument feels better to a man than winning an emotionally charged fight. Arguments based on logic are often more likely to be solution-centered on the problem where it's supposed to be. Emotional fights are generally focused on either winning or losing over your partner, not solving the problem. And the tone of those arguments almost always outshadow the issue that caused it in the first place, leading to hurt feelings and someone feeling like they are getting the worst of the relationship. You also get little to no forward progress on any issue that results in yelling or emotionally charged situations. Women who can remain logical while debating and avoiding emotional blackmail are every stable man's dream. Emotion in its extremes disconnects men and women, and it's harder for men to empathize and sympathize with that which they do not understand. Generally, emotions. You could attempt to speak the language of logic to your man to attempt to stay more connected throughout disagreements. So with that said, number two on this list is the ability to express love and gratitude consistently, not just when you're happy. Men often learn that what a woman says when she's happy is a symptom of the moment and not necessarily the baseline of the relationship, not as the steady condition that she's in. And that's true especially if their woman deals in emotional extremes or is just as expressive in anger as she is in happiness. Men often start to subconsciously measure the apparent baseline of your happiness in the relationship. And that's why it's important that we demonstrate our love and our appreciation for our partners in small ways, day to day, consistently. When there's nothing special happening or when it's otherwise inconvenient. That's because some people only treat love like a verb, like an action, when they're happy. So with that said, day after day, year after year, give your partner things to measure. That way when you're upset and you are dealing in emotional extremes, that doesn't become what they think you think of them. Everyone knows that you don't really know a person until you piss them off. And you don't really know how a person feels until they're mad and emboldened enough in anger to say it. That's why you want to make sure that you always show your partner love, even when you're not happy with them. That's not to say to ignore issues. It's just to say, remember you're a team and make sure it's always apparent how you really feel about your partner throughout disagreements. Moving on, the third relationship skills that good men should have and also be privileged to is the ability to accept a challenge or self-correct. It takes a lot of maturity to accept when we're not perfect. 
especially when fairly challenged by our partners to make an improvement. It's so easy to point a finger back at them, which may be valid, but unchanging of the truth that they presented to us, which is we are flawed in a way that's destructive to the relationship. When we're not doing the things required to help our partners retain their connection to us, it's in our nature to try to divert their attention to the things that we are good at, instead of allowing ourselves to be corrected and committing to improve. While no one is perfect, we should all be willing to evolve out of respect for our partners. Moving on, the fourth relationship skill that good men should have but ultimately be privileged to is the nature to love without setting obligation. Not keeping score, not comparing, and not competing. If there's one thing that good men and women can't stand is a partner who's competing for credit for being the better partner. Or a partner who's trying to consistently measure who has it worse in the relationship, who's winning and who's losing. People who keep score generally harbor resentment because they keep counting and miscounting who's working harder in the relationship. A lot of times they have sort of an only child syndrome, like a kid that doesn't have siblings. So everything has to be fair. They want to make sure they, they win everything. They haven't learned to share yet. They minimize everything their partners do and magnify everything they do is great. They can be incredibly hard to please and their good works can feel like obligation traps. Whatever good works you do in your relationship, do it out of love. Not because you're trying to reserve the right to complain or throw it back into your partner's face later. Relationships cannot be about winning and losing or outworking your partner. Of course you want to make sure you're getting a fair deal in the relationship, but there are ways to communicate that and introduce those ideas that doesn't make your partner feel minimized in whatever they're doing. And it shouldn't be a constant comparison between the two of you. Moving on, the fifth and final thing on this list is the ability to state your needs without needing your partner to guess. I know we always want to make things as easy as possible on us, but we often make things way more complicated than they have to be for our partners. We do this by refusing to adequately communicate our needs to our partners. The best partners build an open, dependable line of communication. One where there's an expectation of intimacy and information at all times. They don't let things fester and grow frustrated while you try to guess what's wrong with them. While you try to decode their needs. They don't let things go on long enough to harbor resentment because they communicate effectively. They can and will share things that always keep you in a loop as their partner. Most failing relationships, if you ask any marriage counselor, generally has one partner who has this list of needs and another partner who's completely in the dark about never having met those needs. Relationship and marriage counseling is a place where couples go and they spend tons of money to learn about the unmet needs that they could have discussed at home for free. There's a catch though. If you don't have numbers one, two, three, or four on this list, there's a high chance that you and or your partner will lose faith in each other's ability to attack issues. There's a chance that you'll lose faith in each other's ability to care about the other person's happiness or willingness to try to work out things. Knowing that you are dedicated to being your imperfect but best self is the greatest gift you can ever give your relationship and your partner. Relationships that work have two people who never lose faith in their partner's ability and willingness to be their best. And that's on both sides. I think I've said enough for now. Follow me on Instagram at kfhick24. I'll get with y'all later.